1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman.
0: Welcome in Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. Covered, of course, Washington Commanders uh, from 2015 to uh, 2020-ish. Now do the pregame show. All kinds of different stuff. Uh, Logan is actually going to join us in just a moment. I'm going to start the, the podcast today with his cousin, uh, with Grant Paulson. <laughs> It's actually not his cousin, but that's that's fine. That's neither here nor there. The reason being, um, our main story today... Now, with Logan, we're going to talk about the running back position. He's doing a deep dive on the tape. Uh, we'll get into some Monday mailbag questions as well. But the main story in Commander's Land today is the story from USA Today over the weekend about the NFL owners potentially starting to count votes to oust Daniel Snyder uh, based off of waves, hands, wildly, all of the things that have happened. And... With Logan being under contract, working for the team, don't want to have any kind of conflict of interest where he doesn't feel like he can give his full opinion or anything else. So instead of having Logan thread that needle, we're just going to have Grant come on, talk about it. Obviously, Grant's covered the league for a long time, been hosting Grant and Danny now for a long time. <laughs> Afternoons, 2 to six, uh, thirty on 106.7 The Fan. So with that, Grant, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this with me. Uh, these stories are never, quote-unquote, fun, but excited to talk about it with you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you. And no one believes that Logan and I aren't actually related, which is fair because I didn't believe when I first met him. I'm like, there's a guy named Paulson playing for this team back in 2010, and it's spelled (laughs) the same way because most people go S-O-N. So, yeah, I get it. But this is a big deal. I mean, whether or not there's – the report is legitimate, right? The the question is what's going to happen? Does this go anywhere? But Jared Bell is not some random person writing his first blog. This is a preeminent reporter and a terrific – Longtime NFL writer who's more plugged in than a microwave. So there's a lot, I think, to to dive into here.
0: Yeah, definitely. And to me, there's kind of two layers of this story, right? There's the surface layer, like, are they actually, quote-unquote, from the story, counting the votes to eventually dismiss Dan Snyder? But there's also a secondary layer of clear discontent within the league's ownership membership about how this was handled and considering the whole reason why we thought this was handled poorly was because that's kind of the way the, – or poorly in, through like a public lens, right? Through what we want to know, through the, uh, the way the victims in this case, uh, like Megan Imbert, have been very publicly disappointed with how this was handled, was because the owners were like, we have to keep this in-house. And to me, before we get to the counting votes part, what is actually more interesting is the fact that you have an owner telling Jarrett Bell – we wish there was a report from the Wilkinson investigation. We wish that we had, there was more transparency. We wish there was harsher penalty for him, that he was more definitively suspended, not on this taken-off day-to-day operations thing. To me, that's really telling about where the league is, where the ownership group is, because we thought all along they were all in lockstep, and very clearly they are not.
1: Yeah, so when I read this and I took these notes for this week, My first big takeaway was, and I thought I was just a, a smart guy, was exactly what you just said. Everyone's talking about the counting votes point of this, and to be honest, while I'm not trying to belittle that, that's not that interesting for a couple reasons. Number one, of course there are owners who are mad at Dan Snyder. He's made the shield look bad for a long time, and it's getting worse and worse. On top of that, saying that they're counting votes just means that they're saying, hey, How would you vote? I mean, you need 24 out of 32. If they're at four or five, they're counting votes. What does that really mean? Right. But to me, what's interesting is what you just said, which is that there are owners that are upset with the commissioner who constantly protects them and works on their behalf based on how. Um, well, how, how uh, candid he hasn't been. You know, the lack of transparency based on how protective of information of Dan Snyder and of the commanders he has been. I thought that was my kind of the big takeaway. That's my first revelation. Revel, um, you know, the, the first thing that gets revealed there is the revelation is that, holy crap, these guys are actually not happy that he's defending the owner which I think is what a lot of people think, by the way, is I would want him to do the same thing to me. So if, if I don't have any information on Snyder, the less I know, the better. That's not at least the people that Jared Bell's talking to the way that it's going. I think that's a huge deal. They want more intel. They want to know more. They want to know what happened. They want to know about the report that hasn't been released. And I think a lot of this comes back to, his status. as this is, Craig, I think if this was just the transgressions in the workplace and some mm-hmm. of those – Allegations, And I'm not telling you this is how the world should work. In fact, I think it's really disappointing. But yeah. I'm not sure that that same disdain would be there. When the other owners found out he might be cooking books to keep money from them, that's an allegation he says is false, but it's being investigated right now by the FTC and the Attorney General of Virginia, that's when their radars went up and said, okay, now I'm pissed. And I think that's what's well, happening. right,
0: right. And that's the thing is like, okay, who are they willing to protect? Well, when all of a sudden, you know, the, the transgressions were against them, well, who yep. you're protecting in terms of the ownership group is like, well, are we going to protect the 31 that got screwed or the one that's do that's screwing us? When he was screwing other people, they, they, I mean, I'm sure they cared, but they only cared so much. I think what's interesting, too, about this grant is, and I made this this point when I was hosting today on 980, like they – he has been stealing money from them whether he did it by cooking the books or not. And that to me was another one of the most interesting quotes from this piece is like, it's very clear that someone else in Washington would be doing better. And the owner that's quoted in the piece says like, it's clear that nobody in the market likes him. And when you have a, what should be a crown jewel franchise, and by the way, what a missed opportunity to do this when you had the rebrand happening and all of this last July, before this comes out, like you could have gotten the report, basically Donald sterling did, where you, you permanently suspended from the league based off of that, force a sale, and then you have someone else that can literally reboot the franchise with a new name and everything, and they, they just were like, ah, no, we're going to flush it. And then all of a sudden the cookbooks come out. To me, if they had had the foresight to see what was good for their own self-interest then, nevertheless, the morally right thing to do we were not even in this position now where they're quote-unquote counting votes. Like, the, the lack of foresight, the lack of willingness to act, the lack of all of those things, it's like, hello, nice to meet you. I am the consequences of your actions.
1: Yeah, totally. So the other thing in that Jared Bell piece that speaks directly to what you're saying is this quote that resonated with me from an owner where he said, this is the nation's capital. And his point was, and what he said was, this was one of, the hallmark organizations in this sport and to use a bad analogy like the plane has been driven into the mountains you know there's only rebel left here in a lot of ways i mean if you really legitimately remember if you were around i'm 34 as of a week ago i don't remember when they were good or winning super bowls i was in a diaper being held as my parents were watching those games but i was here even when they were bad and people cared a lot That has shifted over 20-plus years now to an apathy that is not only disappointing and and I would even say borderline devastating as someone who loves D.C. sports, but that is crippling to the brand, to the National Football League. It's a big, big deal. This is one of your pillars that's no longer structurally sound. Like, that's a problem. So I I agree with you that's a thing. Here's the issue, though, that really at the crux of this it comes down to. Mm. There is no precedent for voting an owner out. If you go back through the years, because I did this, there's a couple of times where owners had to sell. Jerry Richardson, who was like much older and kind of done anyway, decided he was going to sell. I think he was strong armed into that. Um, If you go back to decades ago, Eddie DeBartolo, if you remember,
0: was involved in it.
1: Yeah, it was was criminal at that time, right? But he was forced to sell and he sold to his sister, which is like if Snyder has to give up the team and he gives it to Tanya or something like that. Right, exactly. So... But but my point is, that was never a vote. That was never other owners coming forward. They don't want, in my opinion, to lower the threshold. They never want to reset the bar lowering it down. Because just look at current ownership issues right now. You have Stephen Ross, who I think is probably in hotter water with owners than Dan Snyder is at this moment with the Dolphins, to be completely frank. Uh, you have Mark Davis, there's an investigation now going into what was going on with the Raiders because his president came out after being fired and alleged a bunch of things you have uh, Jerry Jones who just you know in the last year we found out about um, you know the voyeurism scandal with the Cowboys mm-hmm. where they had to pay that out and he uh, ran, uh, allegedly had some kid with somebody along the way like there' have been kind of shady things going on. That's three owners I'm not good at math that's three out of 32. you need 24 right. out of 32. So my point is that's just what we found out recently. Like what other bodies are there that we don't know about? Right, it's a bunch
0: well, of rich yes. – like, let's, let's call it what it is. It's a bunch of rich white dudes. They all got skeletons in their closet or like old almost rich, exclusively rich white dudes.
1: Rich old people, yeah, whatever it is. Like there's no doubt that they don't want people looking into their pasts, right? And and I understand. I get where they're coming from in that regard, but that's the reality of this. It's like you either have to lower the threshold to do what you think is morally right or correct or not. And so that's why I don't really believe if it has to take 24 owners booting him out, I don't think that will ever happen. I really believe that.
0: I, I agree with you. Um, I don't feel good about saying that. Um, and nobody's going to be like, yeah, all right, team Snyder. Uh, that's not what we're saying. But like, I agree with you for the exact reasons that you've laid out. But I will say a little bit devil's advocate, but also just like trying to suss out what this means that this the thing I'm about to explain We've now seen owners go not on the record with their names, but anonymously at least on the record with direct quotes to a reporter about Snyder. And we've definitively seen a change in Goodell's demeanor towards this, right? Like starting at the Super Bowl press conference, the annual State of the League press conference, he was much harsher in his language about Washington and about Snyder than he was in defending Dan When he didn't release the report and all that kind of stuff. And I am curious what that means, like what is whether it's the financial stuff that actually would potentially force a vote. And and that is the one thing where I think like, hey, if you steal from the rest of us, you have to go. That bar isn't really being moved. I feel like that's established and, and that could be a thing that gets 24 votes. But is it because that's floating in the background? Is it because of the public reaction? Is a lot, as as people have learned more and more stuff has continued to come out and Snyder's been directly implicated, Mm -hmm. allegedly, of doing things, like are there other, more owners that have stacked on the like, hey, that dude needs to go or needs to face more sanctions. I want to know why the tenor has changed. I want to know what dam has broken that people are willing to publicly, whether in Goodell's case, like lay it out there in a press conference or with other owners saying anonymously behind the scenes, why have people been more willing to be publicly critical of Snyder? Because clearly something has changed behind the scenes. There's a dam that is broken. There's a threshold that's been reached of like whether it's the number of owners that are, are now on that team. I want to know those details because there's something there.
1: Yeah, I think it's twofold probably for Goodell. The first thing is at some point you have to get tired of dealing with this. Yeah. I mean, you you're constantly answering and defending, really, let's call it what it is, for what the commanders have done. And it's, it's not all in real time, like the people over there now are trying their best, and they're doing a pretty good job, it seems like. But it's still exhausting. It doesn't matter if it's four years ago, six years ago, 12 years ago. If we're finding out now, these are things you have to answer to. So I think at some point, it's just the the more water you put into this 50-gallon bucket, and it's getting closer and closer to tipping over, the more annoyed Goodell's going to get. I think that's part of it. But there has to be a changing of the guard just in terms of the quantity of the owners in his ear. That's, I think, what this is, if I had to guess. Now, again, I would be stunned if it was close to 24. Let's say it's five owners, seven owners, eight owners, whatever I it mean, is.
0: 16 would be half the league and still not right. close to 24.
1: Exactly. So whatever number it is, if they're vocal, because think about it. The owner group is like a high school cafeteria from how it's been described to me over the years covering the league. There's like cliques, right? There's like Mm -hmm. three or four guys that pal around, and then these five guys are inseparable on these votes. So if Dan's got his support but one or two of the groups, let's say, is mad at him and they're just constantly in Goodell's ear, I could see that leading to kind of the, the rhetoric because he's trying to keep 32 people happy. He's trying to appeal and appease to all of them. Uh and that's I kind of think what's happening if I had to speculate.
0: Yeah, no, I I I tend to agree with that. All right, so what what's on the table here? Let's let's wrap up with that thought. Like we don't think that a 24 person vote owners wise is going to like send him out of the league. Snyder seems to be not uh familiar with the concept of shame. And so the idea that he's going to just be like Ah, this is really embarrassing. I think I should leave. Kind of like Jerry Richardson did. Doesn't seem to be on the table. What is on the table? Because I, I look at like, I look at like what the NFL or what the NBA did to Donald Sterling. Technically, they just suspended him for life. And that kind of defaulted the team to his estranged wife. His wife sells, and that's how Bomber buys the Clippers from the Sterling family. Um, I don't know that Tanya, even if Dan winds up getting suspended for life like, would sell the team, they, they've they made it very clear they want to pass the team down to their kids. So, like, what is on the table here? It, do you have any idea of, of, like, how this plays out where there's more punishment for Snyder, but he isn't ultimately forced out, or is is he eventually forced out?
1: So, obviously, I need to say first, this is all utterly speculative, right? Of this is my guess, and I'm just one of a bunch of people with with a guess on this. This is not informed. I believe he's going to be the owner for a long time. Like, if we played a game, who's the owner in two years, five years, ten years, my answer would be Snyder to all of those things. I think they just kind of push forward in their strategy inevitably. I'm not endorsing this, but I think it's going to be eventually things will quiet down if we can get to a point where, you know, stories aren't popping up. And I think that's they're going to kind of just try to be an unstoppable, immovable train here. Uh, What I do believe, though, is there could at some point be formal punishment that the league kind of hands over as an olive branch where maybe he is suspended or something happens and they feel like that's now a way to meet in the middle. While, oh, by the way, his wife is still running the team and she's talking to you at the dinner table and, you know, Dan can still kind of feel like he's got his thing and the league can feel like they save face. That would be my best guess is that if something were to happen, this informal Frankly, nonsensical, like he is not around, except he's at every game he wants to be at. He's wherever he wants to be. His wife runs the team. Maybe something formal happens in that regard if there's another bombshell, if something is found in these investigations. But if you're asking me, do I think he's going to be the owner of the team in 2027? I do. That's that's my opinion.
0: Yeah. There's a huge part of me that agrees with you and says that you're right. I will also say there's like, that spidey sense that just, like, it keeps moving forward. Like, it keeps moving towards it's the constant, end where, he is, yeah. where he's gone. And it's like, are we going to move this far and then just stop? And that part of me goes, I don't know what's going to be the thing that gets him. And here's the other thing that I'll, I'll say is, like, a closing thought. Like, he is so incompetent that to think that he has done the last bad thing or the last dumb thing is also foolish. And so, eventually something's going to break. Like there will be a straw that breaks the camel's back. It seems like the NFL is super invested in in not getting to that point um, based off of the way they've acted, which is why, like, if you're like, ah, oh, life on the line, what are you betting? In five years, it's not to the owner. I'd probably agree with you. But there is something to the fact that this story keeps moving that makes me think eventually it might ultimately move the way that I think the majority of people want it to. Which is well, and
1: let me say real quick, just as a last yeah. thought, I guess, would be – I would tend to agree more with that, but during all this Snyder storm, you have had the Steven Ross, Mark Davis, Jerry Jones stuff, and I think each time something like that comes out, it is actually a great benefit to Snyder keeping Mm -hmm. his team, and I would also say there is, for right or for wrong, like there is a fatigue from a lot of fans and a lot of people who are quote-unquote losing hope I suppose that he'd have to sell the team that sets in with like each one of these stories and each one of these reports and they're not going away where like once a week once every two weeks it's the latest thing or the latest Snyder might be out and you can only kind of like try to kick the football so many times when it's pulled away before you stop swinging your leg right and so I'm not like the stories are not going to go away I guess my question would be does the passion and the fervor and some of the um, like zeal for seeing something happen, for forcing the league's hand from like the fans and, and just the, the public, does that sustain itself? Because eventually a fatigue kind of sets in.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, Grant will have continuing coverage on this. Of course, the owners meetings are happening this week, so we will get more reaction as a bunch of reporters are around all of the owners this week. Grant will be covering on his show, Grant and Danny, 2 to 6.30 on 106.7 The Fan. I have... Uh, I guess the early morning shift, if you not the early morning shift, the morning shift on Team Nine Eighty this week, uh, nine to noon uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I already did the show on Monday. If you want to check that out on the Odyssey app, had some more stuff there. Uh, and other than that, Grant, we will have you back on with Logan, with your cousin uh, at some point later in in the lineage of this podcast to talk about something that is more fun. But in the meantime, thank you for doing this.
1: We we could talk to him about our family reunions uh, so that we can continue to pull the wool over everyone. He's actually. My grandpa.
0: Yes. Yes. That will... We look forward to that. Thank you.
1: Thanks, buddy. See ya.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.